With the world gone virtual, your list of subscribers is more valuable than ever. But do you know how to generate more leads online? If you want to know that, you need to listen to this episode. You're listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach, and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. Hello, lovely Dynamic Women, and welcome to the Dynamic Women podcast. I am here today, Diane Ralston, your host, and we are talking all things list building. You need to listen in, and I have the lovely... Lauren Pibworth here to join me. Hello, Lauren. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, I need to tell everybody like why you're here and we know you're here to talk about list building, but we need to talk a little bit more about what you do so that we know kind of where your background came from. So I'm going to share a little bit of the bio, but the full bio will be in the show notes. So Lauren Pibworth and her team of online marketing professionals at Pibworth Professional Solutions have been working with speakers for almost 14 years creating custom websites, passive income products, and marketing campaigns that persuade decision makers to say yes more often. And we want our people to say yes more often, don't we, Lauren? Absolutely. (laughs) No matter what the question. (laughs) Well, yes, that would be good. (laughs) And if you're listening now and you're like, but I'm not a speaker, trust me, the tips that Lauren can give are going to help you no matter what type of business owner you are. And hey, maybe it might inspire you to become more of a speaker. I know that Lauren is um, is involved with CAPS, Canadian Association of Professional Speakers. That's where I met her. So she's a colleague of mine. And she really does a fabulous job in our community, not only um, educating at conferences and events and, and speaking at the different chapters, but also actually working with a lot of the speakers. So I'm, uh, I'm grateful that you've come here today to give us some of your knowledge. Uh, now, have you always wanted to be an entrepreneur? Not at all. No. What? <laughs> no. Honestly, it was a complete it was a complete and happy accident. Well, about 14 years ago, my husband who works in IT came home with all of his belongings in a box because company A had bought company B, and I said, "Don't worry, honey. I've just been nominated for employee of the year at my company." And six days later, Valentine's Day, I came home with all of my belongings in a box because um, we had lost a major client and my boss decided to hire his wife. So it was, I had that moment of, and we had just bought our first house. So I had that moment of, oh, now what? And just this incredible peace came over me and I knew that I would be okay. Mm -hmm. And I reached out to um, all of the, a bunch of companies in our chamber of commerce and said, sent them my resume and a few forward thinking people said, well, I can't, I can't hire you, but would you be willing to do this little project for me? I'm like, Uh I will. Absolutely. And so I started to do little bits and pieces and my husband walked into my office about, I don't know, two months later. And he says, do you realize you're working about 30 hours a week? I said, no, I hadn't really thought about it. It Do you realize you're running a business? I said, (laughs) I am not. (laughs) (laughs) 
then then eventually I realized, well, so soon after that, I realized that I was. So I started to. I started to do it on purpose instead of accidentally. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> now, we are, we are talking about list building today. And I know that this is so important, especially, as I said in the beginning, because we're now going virtual. And uh, a lot of people are feeling like, they're being chased or hounded. It's like, give us your email and then we'll give us your stuff. And so I know you're going to help us with that so that people aren't like, uh Oh, here's the sign up form. Um, and the, the one thing you told me is that we're going to make sure that we can attract these gun shy con consumers and, uh, and help and not just have them like opt in and, um, but to feel excited probably about our offers. Right. So you're going to give us these top performing list building ideas that are converting your client for your clients and tell us how they could convert for us too, right? Absolutely. Perfect. Absolutely. Okay. So why don't we dive in um, to successful yeah. list building strategies in 2021 and beyond. And normally listeners, there is kind of a lot of a back and forth that I do with my guests, but today, because Lauren has quite a lot of content that I'd love for her to share with us. I'm going to kind of step back a little bit and, and let her take the mic. And every now and again, I'm going to pop in and, and ask a question. And then at the end, I'm going to do more of a Q&A to, to just ask any final questions that I feel you might be wanting to hear. So Lauren, take it away. Absolutely. So as we experienced last year, 2020 was a year like no other. And so far, for most of us, 2021 has been pretty much more of the same. So <laughs> everything changed, and some things remain the same. And that includes all aspects of marketing, including lead generation. So let's kind of start with what hasn't changed. You still have to understand your customers' problems and pains. That's never going to change. But what you thought you knew might now no longer be true. Just like many of us radically changed our businesses this year, so did our clients. And what we've always known needs to be re-examined. The basics of any lead generating tool is the premise of problem, solution, problem. Your initial opt-in should solve an immediate short-term need, solve that problem quickly, show them great value, and then point out the next step in order to, to solve their long-term issues or to remove a barrier from working with you. So allow me to share a quick example in my own business. I have a do-it-yourself website package from my new speakers. And I already know that for many of them, the biggest problem is that they don't have clarity on exactly what they are selling and why someone would want to pay them for it. Now, I know that their main issue is clarity, but I also know that they often don't know that. I know that they often have a fear of not making it, that's battling with that passion to share their message. So my lead magnet specifically for them is the number one roadblock that stops emerging speakers from becoming successful. It immediately triggers this response for them. Now, if I called it get clear, I'd hear crickets. I had to use a different language to attract them. 
And that particular lead magnet takes them through a series of exercises that helps them realize if they do in fact understand their target, what it is about their message that will, will encourage people to buy. If they then realize they're not clear, as probably 80% of them are not, then they're offered a low-cost mini masterclass to help them understand the, the, and gain the clarity that they need. And once they complete that, they're, they, they're led to the next step. See, I knew my end goal, but I also knew that getting there would take several steps. Before I could even consider a sale, I, helped to get, helped, I had to help them get over that fear of not being successful and help them feed their confidence to pursue their desire. And the second basic is that you have to understand where your customers are in the sales cycle. See, many of us think of lead magnets as only as a mechanism to get prospects on a list, and too many of us stop there. We figure, yay, we've got them, they're on my list, woohoo, I've won. But marketing and sales is kind of like dating. With any good relationship, getting their number is not the end of the deal, right? Mm. The goal wasn't to get their number. It was to get to know them, to decide if you really like them, decide if they like you, fall in love, get married. Okay, that was my, that was my <laughs> goal. But the same concept applies in sales, right? Mm. So I've broken the lead generating cycle down into three key phases. We've got first impressions, considering, and deciding. I'm going to talk very briefly about all three of these phases, but for the sake of time, I'm going to focus mainly on the first impression style lead magnets when we get into some of the specifics. Perfect. So people ask me, what are the major trends and technologies out there and how can you use them to attract your ideal clients? Well, remember how I said that some things have changed and some things have stayed the same? Mm -hmm. Well, content is still king. Consistency is still queen. So GetResponse did a great study on the types of lead magnets that had the highest conversion rate. And it was no surprise that content ruled, whether it was delivered via video, written word, or as an infographic or tool, the content-based opt-ins made up about 70% of the top performers. So for first impression lead magnets, the content is snackable. It's short, it's super high value, it's easy to consume, and it's right to the point. So written snacks um, included items like eBooks, checklists, worksheets, quizzes, and video snacks were clips. They're usually five minutes or less. I like to keep them three minutes or less. Short tutorials or video samples. Hmm. Now for lead magnets that are further down the funnel, those in the considering phase, the content was more long form. It took the shape of guides, case studies, email courses, white papers. And in the video space, it was predominantly free webinars with a couple well-performing online conferences and telesummits in there too, which surprised me, but I, I, I digress. But again, <laughs> everything is content driven right? So because video and written were both rated so highly, I think combining the two really provides a double whammy. So if you can create an opt-in that has you delivering content via video 
and offering an option to read as well, then you're really winning. I think we're going to see a really big upswing in short video courses, short-term access to membership sites, and that kind of thing offered as lead magnets in 2021 and well beyond. And I just want to say, it's not just throw some content on a blog and write something down because the SEO algorithms say to do it either, mm. right? Your lead magnets, actually all of your content has to be well-written, extremely targeted content that showcases your expertise as a thought leader. Our expertise is often more important, um, as important, if not more important to a decision maker than our ability to deliver that expertise. So your online presence is more important now than ever before. So with the options of in-person events and networking gone for the foreseeable future, your website now has to be the, at the center of your lead generation strategy. So search engine optimization will continue to lead the way, especially for B2B focused businesses. Um, and just as a sidebar, SEO is a constantly moving target. It won't ever be done. I was talking to a client just last week and she was all upset because she paid someone last year to do her SEO and she's falling. I'm like, you paid one <laughs> and yeah. you expected that to last forever, right? It, 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 is, it, it, it is never done. It is a consistent commitment to keep yourself up. And just if I can stop there, Lauren, yeah. so just can you explain in a sentence or two, what is SEO? I know search engine optimization, but just for anyone that's like, what do you mean she was falling and why do we have to keep it up and why is it important? Absolutely. So search engine optimization is teaching um, search engines like Google and Bing and um, Firefox and so on and so forth to look for your information, to rank it higher than your competitors. So if you were to Google lead generation, you want your website to be found higher than your competitions. So you do that through algorithms and, and things like that on your website, but you also do that through all your off website work. So your blogging, your all of your social, all of that kind of stuff. So if you don't if you don't consistently keep that up, your your um, ranking, your your listing on Google, for instance, will continue to fall lower down. You know, got to keep feeding it. Yeah, all, it, <laughs> it it is a hungry beast. It <laughs> it will eat everything. Wow. <laughs> You're welcome. So the other thing that um, we wanted to talk about briefly is leveraging the power of chatbots and artificial intelligence. See, we have access to practically unlimited data about our customers and their buying behaviors. And we also have a multitude of new ways that we can reach out to them virtually and tailor their customer journey. Mobile optimization continues to be really key. In 2019, Google announced it would penalize sites that were not mobile friendly, which means can't be seen on seen reasonably well and function well on multiple devices. And they said they would hide them in search results. We're back to that SEO thing. And a lot of websites are still feeling that pinch. Every aspect of our website needs to work on mobile. So you've got to test your contact forms, your opt-ins, your pop-ups, 
all, all of your calls to action across multiple devices and in multiple browsers. That is just standard practice now when it comes to creating a site. Mm. Email marketing continues to be huge. It's, it, it's interesting because welcome emails are, are opened approximately four times more often than your regular emails. And they often generate five times more clicks could have something to do with the fact that you need to click the welcome email to get your gift. (laughs) But it is a prime opportunity to make that first impression, right? Also, all-in-one solutions like Kartra or Kajabi or Keep um, are becoming more and more commonplace. Mm -hmm. Well, previously, we found that most of our clients' marketing existed only on, on their website. Many speakers are now combining their WordPress website and other marketing software to provide a really seamless customer journey. So you can, you can, with every step, you can manage and map it out and track it so that you can sell more effectively. And automatically so that you're seeing and it's happening. Cause that's what I see a lot in entrepreneurs is there's just too many moving pieces and they can't, they're not able to keep on top of all of it. Absolutely. There's online selling is not, I've got a website. Woohoo. Feed me. It just doesn't work that way. (laughs) Right. We're also starting to use branching logic wherever we can um, in your quizzes and in every interactive part of your website. So branching, which is if this, then that logic paths. So if the client does this, then this is the outcome they get. It allows you to give a really different quiz answers or ask different quiz questions or show different web pages and change the workflow and the customer journey based on their engagement and their interaction. Mm. And all, all of that is great, lot, great information, right? But how can you use it right now? Because <laughs> that's, yes. really, that's really what, what, what your listeners want. So let's start with lead generation on, on, on your website. Mm-hmm. So it's important to have your lead magnets in several pages and on several places. The need for a consumer to be exposed to your content multiple times before they, have actually, before they actually see it hasn't really changed, unfortunately. It's also a great idea to vary the look of your lead magnets. Mm. The same lead magnet designed differently and with slightly different copy will get a much higher opt-in rate than that single square in the sidebar, right? Wow, that's a good tip. Yeah, like on your blog, for instance, you can have it in your sidebar if your blog still has one. They're not as popular right now. Um, But you can also have it it as a separator between blog sections. Hmm. And you can also have it in several different ways on the blog post itself. One tool I'm using is a WordPress plugin. I use it on my own blog, and it's called Ad Inserter. And I don't use it for ads. I use it to place different opt-ins on different pages and in random places throughout my longer blog posts. I don't have to remember to manually add it to my posts anymore. The plugin does it for me. And I've also placed tracking code within the ad so that I can see which blog posts encourage the opt-in and I can track my customers' interests, send them specific information on what they found interesting and not bore them with stuff that they don't. 
I also know based on this what what my upcoming trends are going to be and what I should create more content about, right? Yeah. And so this is really great listeners. If you haven't caught on to this here, if you have a blog that you're like, oh, it's not converting or uh, should I give up my blog? This is a really great way to add that in. So what's that, the name of that plugin again for WordPress? It's, it's called ad inserter. Ad inserter. And when you like, let's say my ad today is um, I'm giving away this ebook and if I was to change it and add that in, is that now going to update all past ads that in my blogs or only those coming forward? How does that work? I have different, you can set different ads. So, okay. um, the, so I, all of my blogs about lead generation, the insert is about lead generation, how to learn more about that. And all my blogs about website building the ad is about is about learning more about about website building. So it's it's really it's really intuitive. Yeah, yeah, so, very nice. Yeah, okay. The other thing with websites is on your homepage, you can add a top bar ab above the navigation as a call to action. You can also add a call to action in the main header of your site. Um, we call this the in by the hero image and then repeat it in several different areas, or even just add a sign-up form in the footer. The key is having it in multiple areas on each page. When you only have it in one spot, you run the risk of the reader not being ready or motivated at that second to opt in, and you've missed your chance. Mm. When you offer multiple opportunities as the reader moves down the page, your chances of a successful opt-in are a lot greater. So um, a few minutes ago, I mentioned artificial intelligence or AI. And I just wanna say tools like Hotjar or Crazy Egg can be really valuable when it comes to the placement of your opt-in. Hotjar, Crazy Egg, and other software like that provides real-time heat mapping and behavior analytics for your site. So you can see where your prospects are hovering their mouse, what they're clicking, where they're clicking it. But one quick note about tracking plugins like this, use them in bursts. Install them for a month, then uninstall them for a few months. If you leave the plugin running long-term on your site, it's really gonna slow your site down, which will oh. ultimately, yeah, it will ultimately hurt your SEO. So we talked about your website, where else can we use it? Well, some other innovative ways I've seen um, entrepreneurs use their opt-ins on, on their websites include having your blog blurred for the last half of the content, and you have to opt in to gain access. For me, this <laughs> is a little... <laughs> <laughs> some people do that to me. <laughs> I, well, that's just it, right? For, it's a bit it's more controversial. Yeah, it's an option. Yeah. It is. It is. I mean, I didn't say it was something I would do, but it's definitely a more controversial option, but it really is working for some of the more data-driven entrepreneurs, right? Those who are writing a four-page, like their blog as if it were a white paper, it's working for them. And I'm sure they got the idea from online news newspapers. Yeah, I think that's where I, it, that's where I see it mainly. And I get that, you know, if you want our content, we just need, need to at least have your email. Uh, that's fine. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell us the other where, places. <laughs>
And another example of AI on your website is the use of chatbots. You can install the chatbot right into your site and even email marketing platforms like ActiveCampaign, for example, they're starting to build chatbot capabilities right into their programs. The chatbot can offer the opt-in during the conversation or as active campaign um, examples say, the very first thing, oh, in case we get cut off, can you provide your email address? They've just opted in. They don't know what they've opted into. And I'm uh, a little bit wary about that particular way, yeah. but it is a legal um, way to do it within the spam laws. I've even seen them on someone's 404 error page. Okay, now that was a little odd to be sure. Hey, I messed up something on my site. You want to meet, want to see something to prove how smart I am? <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen it, right? It's an option. And yes, even pop-ups. I'm not a big fan of pop-ups in general, but there's a few options here. You can add a time-sensitive pop-up after a prospect has spent a certain amount of time on an article or blog post. And as with most marketing, copy is a key element here. So let me share a formula that I used when writing an exit pop-up after the prospect had spent some time on a very content-heavy post. Now, the call to action was simple, get my newsletter. But, li but listen to the way I worded this. Want more quality insights like these? A yes or no question helps qualify them on the spot and can generate up to 20% more leads. We're on a mission to provide your target client, like you, with problem that this particular blog solved. Make sure you don't miss the next idea that could aspirational outcome. Wow, that's great. Right, and it's, it's very small. I mean, I, I say constantly that nobody wants your newsletter but they do if your newsletter is working within the problem solution problem model and you're showing them that you're paying attention to what they're doing. Yeah, I, um, I really like how you worded that. And so we're on a mission to provide target client like you with problem you solve. Make sure you don't miss the next idea that could aspirational outcome. So listeners like that, that's gold right there. That, that is letting you get to know them, getting to know the why behind it and connecting to you and like, well, what's in it for me? Why should I care? Uh, I really like how you've put that all into this like very short little paragraph of two sentences. That's brilliant. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And I used a couple different problem and outcome-based problems on the web content that the pop-up was installed on. You can also create a pop-up based on obvious trends and needs. So within weeks of the initial shutdown, my client Martin, who's a resume writer, had seen the writing on the wall and had his guide to recession-proof your career available for, for prospects. And my other client, Claire, started to work on her when working from home just has to work course immediately. And we installed a pop-up to build a waiting list while she put the course together. But your website is just one of many places you can place your first impression pop-in, uh, opt-in, right? Yeah. So I want to highlight that again. So she knew the program she wanted to make. And so yep. she used a pop-up in order to grab 
people's contacts for a wait list. This is awesome because I always say to my clients, don't create the program until you've sold the program. And so this gives you that option that if you're not quite ready to even sell it, but you want to see if there is interest, as long as you're, I guess, as long as your website's getting enough traffic or wherever this, this um, opt-in is, is that's going to get enough of your people seeing it. That's, uh, that's cool. It's another way of look kind of coming at it from. And I mean, we don't, And it actually, this actually leads perfectly into my next point is that we don't have to rely on our website. There's Mm. so many other ways that we can do this beyond the website. Mm. Your email signature. It is amazing how often that simple free marketing tool is overlooked. Offer them on air when you're guesting or hosting a podcast on video like we're doing right now. If you're speaking, do a text to opt in. And there's so many options on social media as well, right? We can, we can post it on Facebook. We can use it in your Facebook group and ask members to opt in to re- receive something special outside the group. Now, this is especially valuable because Facebook owns your leads on Facebook. You need to convert them to your own list. I know you know this, Diane, so you own them as well. <laughs> Don't forget, it wasn't that long ago that Facebook made a big deal about create business pages. You have to have business pages and drive all your traffic to them. And then they made it almost impossible to use them without paying to play. Now it's all about groups. Drive people to your groups. How long do you think it's going to be until Facebook makes you pay for access to your own group? And my, my Facebook account was disabled a few months ago. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. And so you have the, uh, the chance that you lose everything. You can get shut down at any point. Thankfully I had my assistant on my groups and on my business page. And so I got everything back, but you don't own this. So yeah. No, no. Facebook owns your leads on Facebook. You've got to convert your, your leads to your Mm -hmm. own list. You can offer your opt-in through Facebook ads and through your automated Facebook chatbots, right? YouTube, you can offer them through your YouTube video descriptions, through clickable links within your videos. If you're lucky enough to have enough subscribers to have clickable links, it's kind of a double-edged sword thing. Mm -hmm. But the last thing to keep in mind is to make the opt-in relevant to the page the prospect is spending time on. No one says you can only have one offer going at one time. Now, I would prefer you only had one offer per page because a confused mind doesn't buy, (laughs) but you can absolutely have more than one offer. Just make sure it's targeted to the right client. Hmm. So on my website currently, I have three completely different opt-ins from my three client levels that I run, plus I have topic-specific freebies when I'm presenting like this. So one thing I know for certain is that the competition for your leads has grown at an unprecedented rate, and it's not going away anytime soon. Mm -hmm. So if growing your list and your customer base is on your radar for 2021 and beyond, and it darn well should be, then I would really love it if you spent some quality time on your lead generation, and on your online presence. And remember, content is king, consistency is queen. 
And we love being queens. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? I just, if, 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 I, if I could wear a tiara and lipstick every day, I probably would. Just for the sheer joy of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't stop you if you did it. <laughs> so no, I know that was a lot. And I'm sure, Diane, you have questions. But I just want to tell your viewers, if they want to see an example of how the first impression and considering lead magnets can work together, then you're going to put a link in the show notes and they'll have a chance to opt in and kind of see how that works. Yes. So they'll be able to actually experience your lead magnet process that you go through. And this should be a process. We should map it out like the client journey. And so they'll be able to go through it and kind of see, can you just let us know again, also what your website is so that if they want to go and check that out and again, it's all in the show notes, but it's great when you can hear it as well. Absolutely. It's www.pibworthps.com. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, you know, sometimes people say, well, I've got, I've had this like lead magnet for the, for quite a while. How long can you actually use the same lead magnet? You know, I have personally, I do, sorry, I didn't personally, I do it. I change my lead magnets usually every quarter or so. And it is usually a topical lead magnet. My lead magnet in, in January is almost always an Excel-based marketing calendar that somebody can download and use. But I think, I think it needs to be topic-specific. As long as the topic is generating information, then it's, it's probably a, a good lead magnet. Yeah, is um, it converting our people yeah. in. If they're not, it is time to change it. <laughs> the other thing that I love about having different, like um, going lead magnet every every few months, is that it gives me an opportunity and a reason to connect with my subscribers, the mm-hmm. people who are already on my list, saying, "Hey, I'm releasing a new free tool," and because you because you've been loyal and stayed with me. I send every new lead magnet out to my existing list and that particular um, email opt-in is one of my most, because they know every, every quarter or so they're going to get another free thing. Um, it's a great reason to connect with, with your, with, with your people and to keep them loyal. Yeah. That's a consistency thing too. And yeah. so that's just part of your processes in your business. Every quarter you've got one coming in. And so Maybe at the three month mark, you've got a little note in your calendar that says, think about creating your next lead magnet and so that you can put that out. And so you actually have them re-opt in. And is that by filling in a form with their email and name, or is that just by opt in here, click this button? I don't have them re-opt in. I simply send it in my newsletter as a gift. Perfect. It's a, I love you. I mean, part of my, part of my, my business brand is, is we call them. Pibworth hugs. I am quite, I'm it's my hashtag. I use it everywhere. It is, it is part of the experience. Right. And so I care about my clients. I want want them all to get the best. So whenever I create a new thing, they get, they get access to the new thing. Yeah. And I like that you were saying also about, you know, in January, you have a specific one about creating your marketing calendar. And so if, if, 
listeners, if you're thinking of like, I need some inspiration. And so it's also thinking about in this season, in this time of year, based on, and as to your examples before around COVID times, um, based on what's going on in the world and what my target market is suffering from, what problems they have, what new thing do I need to offer right now? And I guess you could, if you had it, you could do the marketing calendar in January, or I often do like what you need to do before you set your goals, that kind of stuff in January. Yeah. And then I pull it because it doesn't make sense. Um, other times of year, um, it makes more sense then. And then I bring it back the following year and I can potentially bring it back with a new title, a new image uh, with some exactly. information tweaked. Maybe it started as a video. Now it's an ebook. So I can repurpose it so that um, if, if anyone's feeling like, oh my gosh, I have to create new content every three, four months for my, uh, for my people, then, then that's an option there. Yeah. Now, you talked about clarity being the issue that you, and, and fear being some of the issues that you deal with, but with your target market, but what's the number one problem you see with entrepreneurs and lead generation? Marketing without strategy. Uh, <laughs> most yeah. of the, most of the best performing ideas start from a plan and even if they didn't start there initially, you really should include one eventually, right? Um, all the bells and whistles and all the latest technologies and trends won't work for you unless you know what you want to achieve and how it aligns with what your target market needs. So no matter how clever your content, no matter how masterfully it's designed, no matter how much you invest in it, if it doesn't address and solve an immediate problem for your clients, it's not, it's not going to do anything. Yes, and the other thing is opting in is step one. A list that doesn't buy from you is as helpful as no list at all. So if you're going to do it, do it right. Have yeah. a plan because you said that's the plans get you the best performing results. And that's what you want. You really want to be able to put in one amount of effort and get two to 10 to a billion back. You exactly. really want it to work for you. And what I often hear with, with people who um, train around how to do really good Facebook ads or create really good funnels is even as good as these people are at doing it, if your content sucks, if you're not offering what people yeah. want, that's never going to work. You can throw as much ad spend as you want, but it's never going to work. So how do, how do we figure out um, what we should use as a lead magnet? I know you covered a bunch of stuff already, but is there anything else that, that we need to know? I would say your lead magnet is often the question you are most asked by your clients, mm. right? The comments on your blogs, I mean, I do, um, I do an ask me anything once a month and encourage clients and prospects to just ask random marketing questions. When I see a trend, that becomes my new lead, that becomes my new lead magnet. And how Um, are you asking them? Is that by email? Is that you going live? Is that, um, I, I, I do it every, well, I don't ever do just one thing one way. I repurpose my content in every way possible every time. So I mean, how do you ask, sorry, how do you ask the people? Well, yeah, I do it through Facebook live. I do it through Twitter. I do it through my blog. Mm -hmm. I, I, oh yeah, everything. Because I don't, I mean, the people who are on Twitter might have a dip, like, I don't know if they have a different need. So it's, it's, and it's also listening to the testimonials from my clients. 
Mm. Right. I, cause, Oh, you know what? I was so lost until you taught me this. Well, isn't that good to know? I thought it was just common sense, but apparently not. <laughs> right. The things that are easiest for us, that we sometimes see no value in are things that other people find huge value in. So let your clients tell you what they want and then give it to them. Yes, Lauren. <laughs> yes, I will give a big yes from everyone listening. So we've made these lead magnets and maybe we're still using them and they're good, or maybe we've kind of retired some of them. What else can we do with lead magnets? Um, well, and I actually talked about that in a sec in, um, just when, when I answer that other question, but repurpose, right? Yep. I send them to my existing clients. They become, they become blogs. They become, when I eventually get my membership site off the ground, they will become content within my membership site. And, and sorry, and do, do whatever you, whatever comes to your mind, but don't just stop. Right. Mm-hmm. I've, I mean, I had a, for two years now, I have repurposed, recycled, and reworked um, a lead magnet based on using quizzes for lead generation. I spoke at it two years ago at the CAPS conference, mm. and that continues to be recycled, reused, and it, it, it never goes away because it's something that our clients are still interested in. So it's become blog posts, it's become videos, it's become newsletter fodder, it's become Mm -hmm. what I pitch to podcasters, all of that stuff. Awesome, okay. And so I guess last thing is, any last lead magnet tips you wanna give us in order to build our list? Are there top ones, are there best ones? So the top tips are actually available as an opt-in. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I've created an infographic with your top 10 lead magnet generating tools and rules. And, and the other thing that I just want to, I just want to say to your listeners, people, not everyone, but a lot of people are afraid to opt in now. They're like, I really don't want to give my newsletter. I don't want to give my email to someone else and get a newsletter that I don't want and so on and so forth. So one of the things that I have found really useful is assuring people that when they opt in, all they're getting is this particular gift. Then I give them a really compelling reason to join my list afterwards to receive a secondary thing. So that they're not afraid to opt in originally. I'm not going to spam people with a ton of stuff they don't want. They have an opportunity to say, you know what? I'm interested in something else. I would like that. And I'm willing, now that I've proven that, number one, I'm truthful, that I haven't added them to to, to a list just because they opted in for this one freebie. And that what I've done is valuable. Now they have more trust in me to move forward and opt into uh, to, to other things. So I find that, I find that really, that really important if from a, an authentic and trust-based space. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people out there, you know, heaven forbid you click on, uh, on something and then I get an email every single day and I, it's an automatic unsubscribe for me. Hmm. Solve my problem understand how busy I am, solve my problem, 
And if I, and, and I also clean my list regularly. If people have stopped um, opening my emails, I send them an email, say, Hey, do you still want to be friends? Cause if you don't, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. I get them with a the subject line, like, sorry to see you go. And yeah. I'm like, where am I going? What who I, are I, you? <laughs> and then I well, open it. <laughs> who are you? That's yeah. the thing, right? We have, I, honestly, I probably have 50 or 60 newsletters I get almost every day. I don't open them until I get, oh, right. I liked that person. Mm. All I wanted from mm. that person was the opt-in so I can un unsubscribe here, right? Yeah, I like it. And so listeners, the, the thing to really take away from what Lauren is, is saying is also that the, you want your people to say yes to opting in. And that used to be an easy thing for people to say, but now it's become a big yes. They really, they maybe hover over and say like, should I, should I, shouldn't I? And then people have said, oh, just have them put their email, not even their name anymore. Just, you know, just to get in. And it's like doing it this way creates a small yes. The trust, like you said, you prove yourself and you earn a second yes. And yeah. that second yes now is going to lead to even more. So I feel like you're building the relationship so much faster when you can do that because you're proving yourself. And there's, there's nothing to say that you can't also then retarget back to them if they didn't click that and, and just be like, hey, here's another free thing. Would you like this? And so I really like your approach to that. And that's going to take just a little bit of back end work on on people's efforts, I'm, I'm guessing, and your team probably does that uh, to make sure that they get put in this, this special category and don't get, get spammed, basically. I love it. Absolutely. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, so there's so much great content here that you've given us, Lauren, and I know that this is just uh, just a crumb of the big buffet <laughs> of what you offer. So I en encourage um, you that if you're thinking anyone out there, a speaker, if you're thinking about, you know, I need to update, uh, you know, update my stuff or I need to start fresh or I need to get that clarity, whatever it may be, go check out what Lauren does. Uh, if you have a group that needs a speaker to come in and train on some of this stuff, just check out what Lauren does in that capacity as well. And even if you're like, but I'm not a speaker and I want to learn more, well, just go to Lauren's site, you know, read some of her blogs, check out some of her videos and you, and you're like, but I don't want to just take from her if I'm not going to hire her. Well, you're helping her SEO. So okay. go and click her page. And she's given us, uh, she's been generous with two, and I'm not even calling them opt-ins two opportunities to learn. So go and go and get those gifts that she has given and see how she really does this. So thank you, Lauren, so much. I know that it was is important at this time more than ever to be able to stand out and shine when there's so much noise out there online. I'm seeing it. There's like everybody and their dog thinks that they can now um, offer content and we need to be able to stand out and speak directly to our clients in a way that is planned out in a way that gets great results. And you've given us a, a wonderful start to that. So thank you again. Thank you. It was fun. Yeah. So listeners, if you have any questions, please comment, please reach out so that we know what else you you're maybe struggling with around list building or opt-ins so that we can maybe even do a follow-up to this. 
And for all of you that have been listening, thank you. I really appreciate you listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. You know, thanks to you, we were voted as number 17 in top podcasts run by a mom by Podcast Magazine. And so we are so grateful for that. And so if you have feeling like you're like, yeah, I'm loving this stuff, please write a review and let me know also, Diane at DianeRolston.com. Reach out to me directly and let me know maybe you have a guest that you'd like to hear from or a topic that you're struggling with. I really want to be able to provide the content that matters most to you. And I want to bring you more dynamic women like Lauren in order to help you increase your business results and also just have a more balanced and dynamic life. So that's all for us this week. Stay tuned for next week when we're going to, where I have my own show. So thanks again, Lauren. Thank you. And to everyone else, stay dynamic. Thank you, Dynamic Women, for joining us today. Please hop on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Who do you know who needs to hear our message? We'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family. If you're ready to be more dynamic, have more balance and more success, head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book. Stay dynamic.